0: So, uh, yeah, we're going to dive in with Miss Juju Rossi. So, welcome to Better Together Podcast. I'm excited
1: to be here. I knew as soon as you sent me the invite, like, on Facebook to like your page, (laughs) I was like, she's going to ask me to be, this is a mental health thing, she's going to ask me to be on this. She's
0: just like, any day now, It's coming. (laughs) Uh, so I would love it if you would kind of introduce yourself a little as well, because you have changed so much that if I were to introduce you right now, I think I would just fuck it up. So
1: <laughs> Well, I'm Juju Rossi. Um, I'm an, a musician, a singer here in town. I also do like acting and stuff, kind of in all the arts. Um, I moved here when I was 19. I'm now 26, which is crazy that it's been seven years. Um, I moved here and was just your normal, wild Nashville party girl. And then at 23, um, got sober. So, yeah, I've kind of did – I kind of did a 180 and,
0: and uh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I was writing to him like, I think she's two years sober, three years sober. Like,
1: I'm almost th- – February will be three, which okay. is cr- also crazy because I feel like yesterday I checked into the inpatient program.
0: Well, yeah. It's like you've just done, like you said, such a full 180 that mm. – I had to go back and I was like, damn, I need to think about years. When was when was Debauchery, Julia? I don't yeah. remember.
1: <laughs> like- yeah, it kind of all went down. Well, it, it it was all going downhill like at like a more shallow slope um for I'd say about 10 years. <laughs> and really? then or 9 years, yeah, cuz I started drinking when I was 14. And I knew it was one of those things where I knew right away that I was like I like this more than other people. Oh wow. And then when it was 2019 well there was a lot of issues at 21 i was dating someone and i was just a terrible human like i was just i wasn't i didn't cheat or anything but i was just like
0: you weren't your best version of yourself yeah
1: and i was just unhappy and i would take it out on him a lot and he was such a good guy and i feel bad about that but and i've since apolog- like I, I kind of like i didn't apologize to people right after i got out of treatment right after i got sober i waited a while but mm-hmm. like slowly have been going to people and being like hey like When someone does me wrong in life, I usually wonder if they ever knew, like if they ever realized it had a come to Jesus moment. And so I just wanted to let you know that like I know and I'm sorry.
0: Is that the first step of recovery, like apology or is that for, I feel like that should be further down. I don't know if I could run around apologizing to everyone before I work (laughs) on me.
1: No, it's further down. I actually haven't even gone to that step because I keep, I've had two sponsors and you go through all the steps with your sponsor, even if you have done like 9 and then you get a new sponsor you start from 1. So okay. I just haven't really been I should have been working on the steps a lot more this year but I kind of been not. Um but no I think 1 is uh I have a, like you can't control your life without like with alcohol. Like you have no power over your addiction, over your substance yeah. use. And then I think 2 is you come to believe a power greater than yourself. Um, which is like finding God and or whatever your version of God is, kind of just a higher power.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think also I kind of want to address the elephant in the room when we talk about like being an authentic version of yourself and mm-hmm. getting to that point is what does that even look like? I think – uh, if you're not in the right headspace and you're just like, I know I need to make a change. Like, it's the hardest thing to be like, what does that look like to be an authentic version of myself?
1: Yeah, well, it is. There's like so much about finding yourself that because you don't know when you've been drink, when you've been living the life that I was living for so long, you don't know who you are. Like you went through like some really developmental years drunk. And so that was something that came with getting sober and time and like when I first got sober, I I when I was in treatment, when I was in rehab, I really had a spiritual awakening. Like things started to make sense. Like these full circle moments of of a higher power created, like the universe kind of rewarding me in ways and and it just i had so many full circle moments and i remember telling someone in rehab one of the mentors and i was like i just keep like god's showing me all of these signs now that he's here like he's here and i had some weird shit happen to me <laughs> like some really i won't get into it cuz it'll be afraid take forever of your
0: dreams. like you you got some visual shit happening it there. was
1: like crazy and and he said and this the mentor um said it's not that god's just now sending you them you just now you're just now able to see them yeah and that's like i think being sober is such like just a joy to like be in control of your emotions and who you want to be because like i can honestly say i've always wanted to be like a really good person like i never was someone like i've always been empathetic
0: yeah to and, your core, you are. Even when you were drunk, like, I would never say, oh, she was being, like, a total bitch when she was drunk all the no, time. I'm like, I'm, no, you were just a really extra, extra vibrant version of yourself. Yeah, I,
1: and I think that a lot of my drinking was because I was, I was so tired of feeling, like, I feel everything very deeply. And so I could go out and be like, I'm not going to drink too much tonight. I'm going to be a really good person. I'm going to be nice to everyone I see. And then, you know, your ex walks in or something. And I'm like, I can't handle these emotions. You know what I mean? And I would just chug, chug, chug. And like, it became such I like took pride in how much I could drink it was you like one drink. of those things I know I could drink a lot of beer Girl, I was
0: like yo we gonna be here a minute you can drink yeah
1: I would go I would like go and be halfway done with my beer and know that by the time I go to the bathroom that I'll be out so on my way to the bathroom I'll get another beer so I'll just be double fisted like yeah it, I didn't ever not want to have something in my hand
0: I think it's also nuts like how we all are like it's super impressive how much you can drink like We're just in a world where everyone's like, how much did you drive? Five? You're a pussy. Like, I I had like 12 last night and I was still going like, I don't know why that's such an accomplishment. Well,
1: it's such a culture thing. Like, we, like, all of the, America specifically, but I mean a lot of European cultures too, but like... It is like that. Europeans
0: enjoy their alcohol, though. I think that
1: they definitely have more of a culture that does that. But I mean, you look at Ireland and people are also like, "Yeah, we drink, chugging." Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) she's like, "I'm Irish. We drink."
0: We are. I am very Irish, and you want to see some drinking? You go to my family in Ireland. You go have dinner with them. Yeah, whip out some drinks. Yeah,
1: but here it's like such a party culture, and it's just like. Like, I remember being in high school and watching Project X a bunch of times. Yes. Because, do you remember that movie? Because yeah. it was just like, yeah, this is like the life.
0: I just watched that the other day. It you did? It on HBO Max. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen this in forever. I forgot Miles Teller was I in know. it. I know. I am like, oh too. shit,
1: Miles Teller. I watched it a few weeks ago with my boyfriend because he's also an addict. So I was like, just so you know this has like a lot of substance use in it. <laughs> oh, but look. I feel like it was really big in my life when I was a teenager. So can you please watch it? And we watched it too. And I, for- I totally Wait, forgot Miles Teller it? was in it. He never saw it.
0: Oh, damn. Because he's closer to age, like with me. And like, I really remember that.
1: Yeah. But he was also I mean, he was in active addiction for a long time. And he was on stu- he wasn't like at bars drinking. I mean, okay. he was but he was also like, on the street, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But
0: he'll, you should have him He's like, on I didn't some have point. time to watch a movie, y'all. I was out here, no, shit. he
1: was like, not in it at all. So, but yeah, so we watched, it and he was like, I was like, Isn't that a funny movie? And he was like, I
0: guess, <laughs> kind of,
1: but yeah, it's the just like this-
0: getting thrown in the stove and like dick punching people. How is this not funny,
1: <laughs> dude? There are some moments in that that are so funny, but anyways, but yeah, it's uh, it's just such a culture thing, and then also, with, I think that my brand because juju rossi like had a reputation about her you know what i mean like she was like this partier drinker and i didn't do that on accident like i did that because i knew i didn't want people seeing me like if i were to try to like put out this brand for Mm -hmm. my music that was like this goody good girl and then people saw how i behaved when i was like out they would be like, it would be like a whole issue. But because I made it my brand, this party girl, I got yeah. to behave however I wanted. And it was, it was like, oh, yep, that's Juju. That's like, she's self-aware, you know. And so I kind of got to a point where I was self-aware of my issues. yeah. Um, but I was going to be like, yeah, I'm F up can I curse on here oh yeah I'm fucked up there's like no
0: way I could make it through a conversation without yeah <laughs> I, I
1: was gonna I was thinking that on the way over here and I was like there's no way I'm gonna not drop the f-bomb
0: I had even like Caleb my old trainer he was like if you told me I can't curse like I'm not coming yeah like, yeah I get that you'll I, be editing
1: a lot at least if yeah we couldn't
0: even just me I'm like what the fuck's up like i I curse the moment someone walks in the door yeah
1: I do too <laughs> god I wish I didn't though but I do
0: eh it's here to stay I'm like whatever that's the
1: thing I get so annoyed when people get so offended by words sometimes because I'm like it's like no like if someone's like trying to be derogatory or discriminatory or whatever like that's one thing but if you're like just like a person and someone says the f-bomb and like passing conversation and you get offended I'm like it's literally just another word
0: if there's like kids around or if I'm in like a very professional setting then yeah I'm gonna try and like yeah calm myself yeah down I don't like it little. around kids yeah but if I'm having a conversation with people and like you're getting to know me then like if you want to get to know me get to know me and right fuck is part of knowing me, right okay I'm it gonna say is. it
1: <laughs>
0: no you're so right though like I'm not gonna censor myself so back to a little bit too uh like when I think too of like finding your authentic self I think it's a little bit harder than just being self-aware I had I found a this place, what was it called? It was the Center for Growth. And they have a whole bunch of like therapy places that you can go with therapists and chat online or in person. And they had a personal inventory test that you Mm -hmm. could take. And I thought that was actually really helpful, like helping me understand it. So that's a big thing I try and tell people if you're not sure if you're just like, I don't even know where the fuck to start like a personal inventory test would be great
1: well that's why it's so important that like it it really is good when you have someone like a sponsor like i, I genuinely think that like everyone should go to therapy like this world is too chaotic yeah. like i think everyone should have someone that they can go to and be like full honesty and like tell me if i'm bsing yeah right like because luckily like in the program we have like a sponsor or we have other friends in recovery who will be honest with us and because we are only as self-aware as we let ourselves be yeah like there's a whole like i feel like right now with the internet there's been like this blow up of this like self-love self-love thing and it's like yeah self-love is important but it doesn't mean shit if you're not self-aware
0: I think too it got misconstrued like self-love is okay just accept myself where I'm at well maybe where you're at fucking sucks
1: yeah self-love well people are like I'm gonna do what I want self-love no and it's like no that's (laughs) not like you have to think of a lot of like that's not if you're self-sabotaging that's not self-love like that's that's like because you're it's just showing you how much you hate yourself or how much you don't give a damn about your future self yeah you know, so self love and self awareness are really, really important. And I don't think that you can ask someone else to, you know, change their ways. And then you be blind to your own. Yeah, it's really, really, it's just like this full circle of just toxicity.
0: I thought too that would mostly be like, well, what did you want to be when you were a kid? And like, when you grew up, like, what were you thinking of that? Because that's your true self, like, okay, well, I thought I would be Britney Spears' backup dancer. Right. I can't move to save my fucking life. I can shake my ass. I can do that. But, right. like, when I've seen videos of myself dancing, I notice a flinch here and there, and I was like, yo, I swear I was getting it in my head at that time. Like, I was having a good time. Yeah. It just it doesn't look like I was moving. So that's not in the cards for me. But right. uh, I also didn't think I would be doing a podcast. Like, 30 years ago, podcasting wasn't a thing. That was like being a news anchor. Right. That wasn't a thing. Right. So. It was a lot deeper of like getting to know yourself on a much more internal level, taking a lot of what people would think out of the mix, Mm -hmm. because that's a big like, like you said with Instagram too, like we're just so stuck on how everything looks and Mm -hmm. making sure that, you know, I have validation because I have a thousand likes. So even if I'm like being the worst version of myself, actually, but I think it's the best, like a thousand people, they like what I do.
1: That's when I was drinking still and using Xanax like I was so good at convincing myself that I was doing okay because I would get like 2000 likes on my posts mm-hmm. and I will say like since I've gotten out of treatment since I've been sober I get way less likes on my posts I think the algorithm has also changed a bunch Yeah fuck the algorithm Yeah but like I get like very little likes on my posts compared to who I what I used to but I'm aware enough that like I sleep well at night. Like I know I'm not lying to myself. Like I know where my issues are and I know what I have to work on. And I also know like the line between, you know, if someone else were to do something to me that hurt me, like there's a line between, okay, let's cut them off. And then there's also like, let's get to understand them more and work through this. Like that's something else that comes along with sobriety for me because I've just always been like, you're done yeah you know like if someone crossed me i'm like ew get the fuck away from me you <laughs> know what i mean whereas now like if someone does something it's like oh i don't have to just cut everyone off like yeah i can the the love and self the self-love and self-awareness i have for myself i like to extend that to this person too yeah that's a big part of it
0: was like i i talked before with a couple different people too like the whole issue with you remember, uh, we won't we won't name people on here. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very nice about not naming people, mm-hmm. but uh, you will remember she threatened to skin me skin my face. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it was more of like I am not gonna sit here and like throw jabs and punches at you and like that's literally how you wake up every single day. Like yeah. I don't need to do that to you.
1: Right. Well, there's like that whole situation I went through in December, and I did like. I, I definitely it felt like I had like a relapse of anger because I went through stuff in December that just hurt me to the core so badly. And um yeah, I lashed out on someone who, you know, if I'm ever going to lash out, she was the one who deserved it, mm-hmm. you know, but I also like wish that I didn't not because of her, not because I, you know, like feel like she didn't deserve it or anything, but because like I, I lowered myself down yeah you know like when you're self-aware you know when you're not being your best self and in that moment I wasn't being my best self you know so it's just you're gonna have to deal with that your whole life and it's just so not if someone is doing the types of things that like that girl did to you and and that girl did to me they are not happy people Mm -mm. like and that's what my mom told me too she was like you need to make sure that you're not like stooping because obviously, like I've done a really good job about like anger management in my like sobriety, but that one just put me over the edge. Like I yeah. went off and um, and she was like, you just have to understand that like to some people, it's not about being their best selves yet. They're just trying to get through the day still. Yeah. And you just have to like pray for them and and, you know, wish them the best. But there's also a line where I'll, like I cut her off. Yeah. Like, I was like, no, 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 I'm not dealing with this.
0: There was a really good, uh, I think it was Jim Carrey who said it, that Mm -hmm. I just loved his quote where he was like, if you lose me as a friend, you don't gain me as an enemy. Like, I'm not going to sit here and try and hurt you. I'm not going to go out of my way to make your life miserable. Like, I still want you to eat. It's just not at my table.
1: Right? Yeah. And like my the first when all this stuff came to light that happened in December, like that first weekend, I was no, I was trying to be her enemy. I (laughs) wanted to drag her. But um, but then you get out of it, you know, that was just a, a reaction to the pain that I was in. But then you think about, okay, well, if that amount of pain caused me to do that, what amount of pain is she in that she did this for months? Yeah. So let me just like forgive her, forget her, and me focus on me and next time not lashing out like that.
0: Yeah. I think there's like I will wish you the best just over there and Mm -hmm. I will never fully cut you off to the point where like if you went and you did work on yourself and you were to come back and be like, hey, I was like a fucked up version of myself. Yeah. My trust for you is not going to be where it was. Yeah. But I'm not going to be like, no, fuck you. We're done forever. Like, no, you can always come back from something. No.
1: And and you know how else I know it's time to cut someone off is if they don't take accountability. Yeah. That's like a huge thing because me, I'll take accountability right away. Like, I'll be like, You're, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have responded that way. I shouldn't have reacted. And but if someone, you know, like in this situation that happened, sh- she admitted to stuff and then like a week later was like, and she admitted in the text message of <laughs> the admission, she said it felt wrong and exciting. And then like the next week was telling. It's like a drug. Yeah, it is. It's a it's such an addict thing too. And then the next week was like, I didn't do anything wrong. And it's like, but you just said you, you just it was in the text. Message. Like, you know, you were doing something yeah. wrong because you've been crying all week and you feel guilt. Like, it's one of those things that it's just like, at that point, that's I I cannot help you anymore. Yeah. I'm done. If you cannot take accountability for what that person did, which is like a lot of stuff, you're not worth my time anymore. Yeah. And all of these months have gone by nothing.
0: I think it comes with age too. Is like you know the, the fights we get in with our friends when we were even like 16, 17, like they were valid at times, mm-hmm. but. We weren't in the mindset to be like, okay, well, let's all work on ourselves and get there. I think the generation now, it's changing a lot and it's being a lot more open about talking Yes, genuinely about your feelings, going to therapy, and how things are accepted, how, th- how you actually need to view the way that some people are acting out and why. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the bully in school, he was always bullied. Right. It's things like that, but we weren't always in that perfect mindset. So it's okay if, like, as you age that you finally get to that point.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing is, like, I actually wrote a song, like, yes, literally yesterday, so it's weird <laughs> that we're talking about this today, but it was called, like
0: – I was stalking what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have cameras in my house? Maybe. they have uh, cute dogs. I might want to be They video are them. so cute. Oh, my God, my
1: babies. <laughs> They're so sweet. But I was playing – I was actually playing with them outside when I was writing it, and it was called, like, I don't uh, – something about I don't believe in you anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's saying, like, I believe, like, I think the chorus says something like, I believe that you're good at heart. Like, I believe that um, if I could, I would stay here to try to fix you. But at this point, like, I'd be leaving myself behind by believing in you. So that's, like, where the line comes that, like, I'm going to choose myself because you're not at the place where we can even work on this. Yeah. Because I, you don't even believe in yourself. I cannot believe in someone who doesn't even believe in themselves. I, I got to focus it's on wrong me to
0: like choose yourself. Either no like people say it's selfish. I'm like, I don't think it is because I think if you choose yourself and you choose to actually work on yourself, you bleed into others mm-hmm. by being your best version. So I actually am choosing you. I'm choosing to give you a better version of me.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too is like you can say like again like there's a fine line because there are people if if. And just in this, I'm just using this as an example because it's the only like <laughs> bad thing that's happened to me in three years. Like just so you know, when you get sober, life gets a lot better. <laughs> but it's one of those things where like, if this person were to say, I'm so sorry, this is not, I didn't mean to do this. I really am working on my accountability and my um, like, you know, acting out to feel better about myself and creating chaos. If, if they were to say that, I bet that I would still be there for her i would be like just so open-minded but when a person can't even ad- be self-aware enough to admit the truth mm-hmm. it's like that's when you have to cut someone off because there's no point well I think it's like you beating struggle a dead horse the same
0: thing as me is like i'm i'm not just like kind of loyal i'm fiercely <laughs> yes. fucking loyal yes and that's huge to me is to have loyalty but i'm also like even when you fuck me over i'm like my heart wants so badly to just like wrap you in a little ball and be like, okay, let's work through it. Like I yeah. want so badly to do it. Oh my and God. I think yeah. you struggle with that too. Yeah.
1: The next day I remember I was so upset. Like when, when I tell you this was like the, some like the worst weekend of my life, It I think it was cause I it was so that. heartbreaking. And, um, it, you know, I thought I had found like my soulmate in a friend and, it wasn't that you know you so, guys were inseparable yeah. yeah and so it's like one of those things that it's like how do you grieve someone that you never that never existed yeah so that was like the hardest part for me but I remember the next day I wanted to be like like I texted uh, my sponsor and I was like maybe me and her should just sit down maybe we should just sit down and then my sponsor was like I think it's I think it's too early for that And she was right, because I'm sure if I saw the girl, I would probably slap her in the
0: face. You would have been like, let's go here and be good juju. And like, nope, bad juju here to play.
1: And now, and that was like a, I feel like a fake attempt. That was like a, I I don't know. Now, finally, now I have the ability to see the situation as it is and not just how it felt. Mm -hmm. Like I'm able to be like, okay, this is why she did this. This is why, you know, I have to understand that not everyone had like the life and the great parents and the, you know, it's just like, I've, I, I have the issues I have and I had a great life. Yeah. So Which I can't is even su- imagine. Which what surprises me
0: a lot with you. Yeah. Because a lot of people, they're like, oh, I went through addiction and all these, like they have trauma that they came from. Like you have a great support system. Yeah. Like an amazing one. Well, I have
1: great, great parents. You do. Like the best and the, the like just the healthiest parents that I could ever you know that they had a lot of um, and and addiction runs in my family um, on my mom's side especially. I didn't know that. But yeah, my uncle died from addiction a few years ago. But he, um, but it's one of those things that that I do have trauma that I won't get into because it. You know, a lot of the trauma that I suffered was at the hands of people that I loved and love still. Um, but it wasn't my parents, mm-hmm. and so the trauma that I went through and carry and have tried to like recover from is bad enough let alone if it was a parent who yeah. were the one to cause that yeah like my yeah. first year sober I always wanted. I kept going out and like just not drinking and now I'm like but I don't have anything in common with people here and yeah. if I do then they're drunk right now and I'm not gonna have a, de- a meaningful conversation with any of them you yeah know? So that was like another thing that I just, I, when I first went to rehab, I was really like, I'm just going to be myself, but better. And then I realized like, oh no, I have to do a sh- total change of self yeah for this to work.
0: I think what I, I almost like reverse you. I got addicted to something. I got addicted to value. Um, Cause like I would go out so much and mm-hmm. then I would look at my bank account the next day. And I was like, that was $115 in alcohol. I'm going to do it again tonight and tomorrow night. And like. I don't feel like I placed my money where I wanted it to go, and I hate looking a day later and seeing how much. I don't care about what I just did. I just don't like it. So like I got addicted to making a value of like the time I wake up and Mm -hmm. the places that I go, the hours I spend, who I spend it with, and like how much money I'm spending on a drink or like a bottle of wine here and there, and like the reason I'm drinking. Like Mm -hmm. it will always be for a reason, not just "Eh, ah wanted to have a glass of wine in the middle of the day or it's th- important
1: to know that you have like what you have because you know when you get addicted to anything or any most mental health issues it's like you, you're just trying to find some control and that's like one of the good things to take control of you know i do have control over my spending yeah. and i have control over you know what i value and what i like that's a good addiction
0: yeah Uh, I have the, like, Mint app. I think (laughs) I turned it into a game in my head. I was like, I want all the points. I want all the coins, the coins, the coins. Because, like, you get coins for every time that you look at your balance or you look at your goals and your bills and you edit them and you start saving, like, just different things. I was like, okay, this makes money fun. Like, money doesn't suck this way. I like collecting coins like I'm in fucking Donkey Kong. No, (laughs) it's the same. It's like it's such a good it's it is
1: fun it is like a game i love like i mean i'm i've uh, the last few months i should say because i've always been a pretty like i really like clothes and spending and stuff but the last few months i do feel like an addiction forming to not spending money yeah
0: i uh, i have like a streak that i keep in there too like Mm -hmm. how long did you go without spending it's like Oh, and then yeah. all my Apple charges, yo. Those Apple charges, they fuck me up because I have so many apps that have yeah. subscriptions. So I started being like, okay, every Sunday I'm gonna look and see how much is coming up until Saturday, and then Sunday again I'll do it. And if it's like fifty or sixty dollars, I'll put that much on my Apple iTunes or whatever, and it'll pull from there instead, so I can keep my streak, and then I don't think about it. But then every yeah. Sunday that's my planning too. Like I feel organized for the week. I know right. I know what's gonna hit. I like it. Yeah god I've adulted I know it really is like
1: adulting <laughs> like I can't tell you my mother like, would be so proud <laughs> the last time I like I grew up loving the Yankees and stuff and like now just like being sober and being like an adult I'm so excited for the game tonight because Aaron Judge could hit his record breaking oh, amount of home runs in one season and like if I was drinking, I wouldn't even know what the hell was going on. (laughs) Like, I just, they say that, like, um, finding yourself as an adult is just becoming who you were as a kid again. Yeah. And that's, like, so true.
0: Yeah. There is one thing I saw that's, like, we technically don't fully age in our mind until we're, like, 25. Mm -hmm. Like, just your brain isn't fully formed. So if you're, like, when I'm getting stressed about being 30 and, like, all these things, like, chill the fuck out you're five like, yeah you're at such an early stage in your life yeah i think they say like your
1: risk taking mm-hmm. um like your awareness of risk isn't developed until yeah your mid-20s yeah
0: it's like i learned a lot growing up 100 i did a lot of things wrong did a lot of things right and i yeah. just learned a lot but now i'm like I'm perfectly content with how I'm spending my life and spending my time and like who I am. Like Because that's what matters at the end of the day.
1: Like that's the thing I think when you're self-aware and when you're trying to live a healthy lifestyle, it's like it doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter who, how many friends you have, all this stuff. It's like about how you did that day for your personal goals. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what makes you sleep or not sleep at night.
0: And the people that I have in my life now is like I could call them at three in the morning. They're gonna be fucking pissed. Yeah. But, <laughs> but they'll be there. It's like I I yeah. have people that I've actually chosen to be in my life because they should be. Yeah. It's it's freeing. It's nice. It makes you feel a lot more comfortable around people and a lot more comfortable with yourself.
1: Yeah. And it and it gives you like motivation to be a better friend, too. Yeah. Like it's like it's not just like Oh, like I have all these people I could depend on. It's like, oh no, like I have motivation for them to depend on me too. Yeah. I want them to ask for help if they need it. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's just like a whole. I mean, if you ever, if I ever were to, th- like, if you were to tell me that five years ago I would be saying these things, <laughs> like I would be like, that's so boring. Let's drink. Like, the, it's, yeah. It really is. You get like you find the joys in the little things.
0: I like to the the less that I drink. So whenever I go out, I can remember so much more. I don't need to like videotape yeah. so many things. I can be a lot more present. Yeah. And I actually enjoy like going off to a hike and going to a really pretty waterfall or going and traveling even like to Chattanooga or somewhere that's like, you know, within two hours of here. Yeah, I just love doing it. It's something that I actually get to enjoy.
1: Well, that was like a huge thing to um, in rehab. I think that when I went to treatment, I was more addicted to my phone than anything. I mean, it would be halfway through my treatment. So it it would be like two weeks in and I'd still like have moments where I'm looking for my phone and not realize that I didn't have it because they take it. At this rehab, at least they took it. Um, And so like now I feel like I, I do have moments where I'm like people probably think I have no life <laughs> and it's like yeah because you're not documenting everything you're living like because you want to live now like you actually find, find joy in these experiences you're not having to like post it on social mm-hmm. media for approval that's like a huge 180 for me because I post yeah. everything
0: it's oh hard too for people that are in like your industry too a lot of people that I talk to that are musicians or actors or like you know anything creative they're like the more that i spend on instagram because my team said i need to make a viral tiktok and this and this yeah i don't have stuff to put into my work because i just spent so much of my creativity on this stupid yeah TikTok. Like, i had
1: to i had to stop i i really did i got my first year of sobriety i was so and now that, that was also partly because the people i was around like these mm-hmm. driven people like it doesn't matter i just need to make it you yeah. know like those types of people and like i just it just made me feel so shallow like i'm a, i think i'm a genuinely deep deep person
0: mm-hmm.
1: so to do those things just it feel it drains me yeah like it drains me to to do things that just feel so uh surface level
0: i switched my yeah uh, you know, my instagram to like a business account mm-hmm. because obviously <laughs> yeah and I had to turn off some of my notifications like how you can choose what you want and it would give me a weekly report of like how are your logistics doing like no I no, no I don't want that. you to fucking sit here and tell me what percentage I did how good I did how many no. accounts I reached that like weren't following me and how many ended up following me. I'm I turn off my likes. It.
1: like I turn off like it says hide your likes yeah hide number of likes I turn it off because I don't want to see it I, re- I posted this because I really like this picture or because I really wanted to post it. I was really feeling this way. I really like the quote and I'm posting it and that's unapologetic, like I'm just, that's it. Yeah. My part's done now. Yeah. I don't need to worry about the response. Yeah. I mean, now if I were to say something like, I don't know, rude or something, maybe I would like try <laughs> to see if anyone's mad at me or something, but so I... feel like,
0: how many did I just defend? <laughs> that's a, that's
1: another thing that I don't really do anymore. Rarely, rarely do.
0: Um. So... Let's jump a little bit to, uh, gaining some clarity kind of, you know, as you were mm-hmm. saying is like, you got to a point where you could have a clear vision of everything, but also like gaining clarity on yourself and having the courage to do that. Mm-hmm. What would you say is like the biggest step that you took to make that first jump? Cause it can be scary. Like, do you think it was just hitting your low and going to rehab or were there other things that kind of pushed you towards doing it? Um,
1: it, it really, it was, you know what it really was is that there was a situation with someone in my family, again, not my parents. I don't want anyone to think that my parents are like not the best parents ever because they really are. Her
0: parents are amazing. Yeah. Let's
1: clarify that. Um, Her but, parents are amazing. <laughs> but there was a situation where someone in my family got in trouble at school for um, throwing a drink on their ex.
0: Oh, I would be that.
1: Bitch. And he was a terrible human, like, you know what I mean, but... But, um, but I really judged her hard and I was like, why, you know, you're such trash. Like, why would you do that? And this is when I was drinking. I was like super judgmental. And then, um, and I just didn't, I didn't respect her at all. I was like, I don't get it. Like you're trash. And then it came to a point where I was so like at rock bottom and the guy that I was seeing, like, whatever happened and I threw a drink on him at the bar and you did like
0: a full bottle too didn't you I I grabbed whatever was near me I think like this wasn't just like a drink that splashed I was like yo that was a bottle
1: yeah and and again it was one of those things where it's like yeah I sh- I shouldn't have done it at all because of me. Like it sh- it it shouldn't have- I'm not that person. Why did I stoop to that? Yeah. But at the time the truth is that I really was that person. Like I was really like hateful. I was angry. You're and I was unhappy um, at all times. I was unhappy. And then um the moment moment that I remember, I was sitting on the couch with my friend who was kind of taking care of me and who had um some addiction problems of her own so she was more she knew more about addiction and I remember like a week prior I was at the emergency room because I had a panic attack. Um, and then they were like, they like asked me, they were like, well, have you been drinking lately? And I'm like, yeah, I had like two bottles of wine last night. <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> um, maybe you should stop with the drinking. And I was like, no. And then a week later, um, I'm sitting on the couch with my friend after, of course, I threw the drink and everything and just like morning. And I was on a bender, like full on like bender. Yeah. And um, and she said, we were just small talking and she said, uh, do you want like a family? Do you want like kids? And I was like, yeah, I've always wanted four kids because when I was little, I was really, really lonely. And so I always want my kids to have each other. I was always jealous of these big families. Yeah. And then there was like a pause and I said, but I don't, I don't want that anymore. And she said, why not? And I said, because there's no way I can go nine months without drinking. And you I like a
0: hundred percent would not have been able to.
1: yeah, I would not wow. have been able. and and I looked at her face and her face was just she was it was horror. Like that was the moment that she realized and I realized. and she didn't even have to say anything. And I looked at her and I saw her face and I said, I have to go to rehab, don't I?" And she said, yeah,
0: I think you had to say it out loud. I even if so you too. know it is like the moment you say things out loud or write them down, you're like, oh, fuck, that's real now.
1: Well, because that's something that I've wanted since I was a little girl. You know what I mean? That's like a dream I had since I was a little girl. So Mm. now I'm sitting here in my 20s talking to my friend and telling her that that dream means nothing to me. And it was like saying it out loud. I like became the little girl again. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so upset with myself right now that that's where I am. That was the moment that it hit me where I am. Yeah. And, uh, so that moment of clarity and then, and then, you know, you go into treatment and you're withdrawing and I like try to leave treatment cause I was like withdrawing, like makes, made me have like such bad panic attacks and shaky, like tremors and sickness and stuff. But, um,
0: are you allowed to have, like, if you have medication, you're prescribed for things like that when you're in rehab, can you even have that? Or is it like, no, you got to battle these days? No.
1: Well, I think, I think it depends. Like if it's like a, not for that, like I took, Leading up to it, I think I was on like Lex, like some antidepressant and went into rehab and the first few days like was total detox. So they didn't keep me on anything. I don't mm-hmm. think I actually have been thinking about this lately because um, I'm like writing a script about this, but I don't think they kept me on anything until then I saw um, the psychiatrist after detox. So after like the first five days and he put me on you know, a low dose of an antidepressant mm-hmm. and, and, but no, the Xanax, no. Yeah. No way.
0: Like, no, you're not bringing bars in here, honey. No,
1: <laughs> that was, that's, yeah, no.
0: Uh, I think too is like, you have a lot of creative outlets that you have, like ways that you can find inspiration outside of the struggles that you had and you had a place to put them. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's what really helped you get through as well?
1: Yeah, there, I mean, writing has been such a, and that, that's also something I take into mind when other people are like doing th- hurtful things. Like I'm like, OK, listen, like I get to write. I get to like sing how I feel. I get to talk about on podcasts how I feel. <laughs> I get to like write scripts and screenplays and stuff like and these people that they don't like yeah. they're just themselves and it's just Boiling inside of them. Like, what the fuck am
0: I supposed to do? Go walk? Right. Like, what
1: do I do? Right. Well, and that's where like the program comes in handy, and therapy comes in handy, and stuff. But um, but yeah, it's helped me so much. I mean, I know when I went through what I did in December, I wrote "Villain," and "Villain." Like, it was I didn't. I've barely even promoted it. Like, I like just put like a couple posts about it because I. It was such a personal song that I wasn't like. Like, I still have not looked at numbers anything because i'm just like i have to write this song and i have to get it out there so i can move on from this like it was really one of those songs that was just therapy and you can kind of tell like i remember i was telling someone the lyrics and he was like this guy that i did a video with and he was like uh you wrote that yourself right and i was like (laughs) yeah because the line going into the second chorus is Uh, you wouldn't know self-love if you made it. You shout strength in vain, then manipulate, cause chaos, and rename it. And yeah, that's like, it's like, oh, you were getting it out there. And I was. And like, thank God I have an excuse to because I'm a writer. Like, that's so
0: And you said you're writing a script too. Like, so are you getting into that aspect?
1: Yeah, so I've been doing acting since I got out of treatment. I actually, this is a funny story. I, it was like, um, it was like, and I think September of 2019. So it was when I was still drinking, I had a night out with my friend. We were doing crazy sh- stuff that, that night. Um, the next day someone dropped me off at my car. I went to the doctors, um, because I wasn't feeling well and I had some issues. Mm-hmm. If That makes sense. And they revealed that I had three different things yeah. And so I will not get into that. But I kind of sat in my house and was like, this is terrible. And that same day I had um, an audit for a acting class. So mm-hmm. for this acting school in Nashville, the fourth wall, I love them. Um, they have you audit a class to make sure you want to do it. And then when a, a spot opens up on the list, then you get to come in or whatever and actually be part of the class. But yeah. so I went to audit this class and and I liked it or whatever, but I was so hungover, like I was dying. <laughs> but I thought I like did a good job. like no one could notice all that stuff. And uh, that night was the first night that I like w- admitted to myself. I was like, I have a like out loud in my apartment, I said, I have a problem with drinking. And then, and then, of course, I didn't stop, and I just kept going. and, oh yeah, this is, God, I wonder how much I should share. So they gave me antibiotics to fight what I was. Fighting, Mm -hmm. um and i wouldn't take them because they said they said here's three different antibiotics this one like these you know how we say you can't drink on them you actually like kind of can but like this one you cannot because it'll you'll throw up and so i was like okay so like i'm not gonna take that one (laughs) so i (laughs) I didn't take it because i was like i need i need a drink that night and that's when i admitted i was like i have a problem with alcohol Fast forward to the like almost a year later and I'm now in the acting class and I'm sober. Mm -hmm. Um, And my teacher one day, I did some scene about an addict or something. And my teacher says after the scene, she goes, were you in um, my audit or my husband's audit? So like were you in were you auditing my class or did you audit Williams class? And I was like, no, I was in your class. She was like, "Huh, I don't remember you. And then a couple months later, she goes, You know, I didn't realize that that was you. And,
0: and I said, What different. do you mean?
1: And she said, Well, first of all, the hair is different. Mm-hmm. And then she said, But you are 180 a different person. And I said, I was like, I was so hungover when I audited your class. And she Aww. was like, And she goes, I know (laughs) I could tell and she said I went home and told William that this drunk girl (laughs) audited the class today and so uh, thank god I mean that's one of those relationships that like I love her so much her name's Katie and um that like if I had joined the class when I was still drinking I do not think our relationship like I do not think that it would have worked out you know what I mean but being sober it's like I get to have this relate like relationship with my teachers and then they get like and i'm learning acting i've always wanted to do film acting i only did stage acting growing up and now i get to do film acting and and yeah it's another place that i can really i mean it's just another excuse to write down what i feel and so right now we're actually i'm producing and starring um this passion project with justin mayotte squeaks Mm -hmm. who um is also going to be a project project for him He's gonna direct it and it's yeah, it's gonna be a we're just shooting a pilot episode about um and it's not I don't wanna say based on my story in rehab because it's it's not something you can relate to. But it's something yeah, it's something it's about rehab and it's about um addiction and it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be funny but also dramatic, which is I mean, life. So it'll it's gonna be fun. Like I'm just I'm so excited for it.
0: When you went into her class, do you think she, or do you think that like you knew that she knew you were hungover? Or do you think you were just like, I'm here doing fine, flying under the radar?
1: I think I was so hungover and shaky that I didn't even care. Like, I just remember as soon as the class was, it was three, it's three hour classes. So when it was done, I just went out the back door, like, just like ran out the back yeah. door. And didn't talk to her or anything. And I also showed up like you're supposed to. If you're auditing the class, you're supposed to show up like 15 minutes early. And I showed up like three minutes early, so it was just like, yeah.
0: That, I mean, but, I'm gonna do that sober. I'm. I was late gonna to say. Everything. I was gonna
1: say I probably would do that sober too, just because I'm always late. But
0: everything. Yeah, but it was. <laughs> All my friends have learned to just be like, Kate's a late bitch. Just fuck it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is.
0: Well, because I wonder, like. Uh, how you're saying, like, you could do the audit and then, like, if you like it, if it's something that fits, like, you can start taking the classes. Mm-hmm. If she was actually that aware that you came in, she thought, like, not even hung over, she thought that you were drunk and, like, told her husband, do you think that she could have been like, that girl's not going to be part of my class? So the opportunities you think you're going to create for yourself, like, you're actually not creating them because you're not in your best Right. Putting your uh, best foot forward. I don't I think
1: they, I don't think they do. Th- I mean, they're both really, from what I, I don't know William well, but from what I know, Katie, I mean, she's just like the best person ever. So I think that maybe she could have chalked it up to like, oh, well, it's a Sunday. You know, she's not actually taking the class. She we was just auditing. <laughs> We're in Nashville. So, you know, maybe she, and I think by the times, cause I- Like I said, like I ran out of that room as soon as the class was done. So I didn't talk to her after I emailed her like a week later and said, hey, I really loved the class. Can I? So I don't really think she put I mean, she I mean, she's in charge of hundreds of students. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I don't think she put two and two together and especially when i got off the wait list i don't think she really she definitely didn't put that together either yeah because she didn't really like she didn't have a star next to my name being like the drunk (laughs) (laughs) she just did it just over time she was like oh my
0: god this is the girl this is the drunk girl she's like i've met you i haven't met you but i've met you somehow (laughs) yeah
1: it was which was a really cool moment for me when i was when she told me that like in front of the whole class she was like I didn't know that was you, Aww. and I was like, "That have the makes red me hair happy at the time too." Yeah, okay. and then I dyed my hair red again, like that year. But she was just like, "I want you," and I was doing a scene about an addict, and she was like, "I want you to come for this scene like you did that day at the audit." That's what she told me. And she doesn't mean, like, sh- yeah. drink. But you're like, oh, let's get into that mindset <laughs> again. She's like, do not <laughs> drink, do not drink. No, but she was like, you had makeup schmuds under your eyes. Like, I didn't know that. Like, I was so just hungover. I was like, I'm just going how I'm going. I don't even think I showered. Oh, God. Like, it was just terrible. I was just a terrible, look
0: Do you think, too, is like, when we're not being that self-aware of ourselves and we're just like, oh, it's fine. Like, I don't notice. No one else will notice. Like, mm-hmm. how much do we go through our lives? Mm-hmm. And people are like, yo, that bitch is like fucked up right now. And yeah. we're like, I'm doing fine. No one knows. No one knows that I have a problem. Like, yeah.
1: I think it's like, well, I, I think I got to the point where I was like jokingly like, I'm going to beat them to the punch. Yes, I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I was making I light of shit. it. Yeah, I was making light of it. Um, But... Yeah, I think about that all the time. I mean, how many times was I out there and like people have this view of me that's just like the worst. I I mean, I would know occasionally I'd see faces where Mm -hmm. like I remember one time I was at Red Door and there's this kid, this bass player who was always like, in around i haven't seen him in a long long time not that i go out anymore but even when i got before i got sober i hadn't seen him in a while but he was always looking at me like he was grossed out oh and then one day yeah and then one day i asked his friend if he likes me he said he just doesn't like you when you drink
0: oh so when you he was like, like you're I'm too being drunk like i'm going crazy and i'm thinking you're looking at me this way like no he's looking at you that way yeah <laughs>
1: like, fuck i'm like oh he's not like look- there's no way i don't i'm i'm fine i'm fun i'm a good time he can't be that he must just have had a bad day he's not looking at me like this because you can rationalize anything in your head yeah that's the thing with self-awareness people are like i am self-aware and it's really just them rationalizing their bad behavior
0: yeah oh that sucks that way it's like what's his problem like oh it is me oh okay okay never mind (laughs) the problem the whole time
1: was me like
0: okay like you could have lied to me there thanks fuck off it was such a oh my gosh
1: and people like that were always right like that's the thing yeah is that he was right
0: like Like, that night
1: i peed in his friend's bed
0: i'm so happy for you that that's not a thing anymore i know When you're sober, you don't pee in beds. No, I haven't. Like I told you, Joe Sonagato, he said you're still in eight. (laughs) Thank you, Joe.
1: No, I, yeah, that was, uh, I mean, a lot of people who listen, people who listen to this may be like people who already know, because I joke about it like a lot, because like, what else am I going to do? You can joke about it now, because you don't pee in beds anymore. What am I going to do? Cry about it now? Like, no, I'm going to joke about it. But, um, but yeah, I've peed and i peed around the world. My friend's beds, other people's beds, my bed my bed that was like a gift my dad gave me um when i almost i was like almost at one year sober and he was like you can i'll you give you a, a new nice mattress bed. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i've never peed in it guys i, I promise love that. it's been almost three years never peed in it
0: <laughs> i love that your dad's like what's the best gift i can give her for being so- a bed i think and i mentioned it to him <laughs> i think i did
1: mention it to him but poor i mean i you think know, back to that Guys
0: suck at giving gifts that's a great fucking gift yeah it is i mean my
1: dad gives me so many gifts but um but like i think back to it now and like there was one time oh my god it's (laughs) it's so funny but it's not it wasn't funny um but it was the guy that i was dating like up going up to rehab Mm -hmm. and um it was kind of like about to i was about to hit my rock bottom with him and there was one day like because i peed in his bed (laughs) And then there was like one day where we were at the bar and it was like two for ones or something. So I took two uh-huh. and he was like, I thought one of those was for me. And I'm like, no, it's mine. And I got like aggressive
0: with him. Two for one. I'm the one, Two baby. for one. I am the one.
1: <laughs> and we go outside because we're like, in a in a fight now and we go outside and he I was like, why can't like I'm sorry that I like got rude about the beer, but like why? And he was like in the most serious tone, like in the most like. Like, he looked like he was going to cry. He was like, oh. I can't even say it. He goes,
0: I'm so scared for me." He
1: goes, no, he just goes so serious too. He goes, I just don't think my bed can take another pee. <laughs> And like now I look at it, and he's I'm like, like I
0: just cleaned it. I got a waterproof like middle thing,
1: and he whatever the fuck we not, call that. And he was not a messy person. He's oh, not at all. Like so, it's just like I
0: think I I know who you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like I was even stunned. He was my friend beforehand, mm-hmm. uh, and I would be like, yeah, okay, guys, like gonna stay at my house, and I'm just gonna like let him. Get ready before me because I take fucking forever. Like yeah. I got long ass hair, I got long legs. It's gonna take me a minute. It's like yeah. you go ahead, and then forty five minutes go by. I'm like, you're still taking care of your fucking beard. Beard. Oh
1: my god, he would. Let's he would go. brush his beard for like an hour, <laughs> and I'm like, it looks the same. Like I
0: don't know what he to was tell the you. most organized traveler. Like everything so, had a place. Yeah. He, like. Yeah, I get that. He and now be like, but my bed. And now, well, that's
1: the thing. And now I like look back at it and I'm like, yeah, if I was like dating someone and they kept peeing in my bed, I'd be like, get no. away from me, <laughs> weirdo. You know, like that's so beyond what would, what I would endure. Yeah. He was, he's definitely someone that like, I, I mean, we both drank too much. Like, I will say that, but, um, but I definitely was not fair to him.
0: So i glad we got to cover bed bed peeing.
1: Oh, my gosh. I peed around the world. You're past it. <laughs> yes.
0: Most of the guys, though, they were very nice. It. I was like, I never heard anyone being like, yo, J-J- that's the girl who peed in well, your bed. Well, first like, of all. That's nice of them to not do that. Let's make
1: clear, though. I was definitely like, I'm an alcoholic, but I still was like very, very prude compared to my friends. So like, let's just make sure that we're not like, like the people's beds I peed in. I don't want them to think that everyone like I was like sleeping with because I wasn't. It was like a lot of times I would just be like, "Hey, uh, I have no ride home," and they're like, "Well, I don't want to drive you home." And I'd be like, "Cool, can I sleep at your house?" And I'd like pee on couches. Getting into yeah, I'd pee on couches. (laughs) I I peed on my friend's air mattress.
0: Like it just was like it's a good time why we didn't send you home with diapers back then i don't know i don't know (laughs) just
1: needed to be sent to rehab
0: (laughs) rehab is better than diapers yeah Yeah, it fixed
1: (laughs) a lot more than just the being situation it Um, also helped the throwing drinks situation and the crying situation just all
0: of it's different just switched it all it's great yeah uh and I think that's also important as anyone that is struggling is, like, rehab is not, like, as scary a place. I feel like rehab always seemed like this horribly scary place mm-hmm. where you're just going to be, like, crying in a bed all the time, which I'm sure with withdrawals you probably yeah. do. But yeah. it's also just a very welcoming place and, like, a very healthy environment.
1: Yeah, and I think that there are, like, some – like, there are, like uh... – prison like there are uh court ordered rehabs i didn't go to that like i went to a private rehab Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i went to like a rehab that like celebrities went to and it wasn't like okay i want to make that clear though it wasn't sending you to malibu it (laughs) wasn't passages malibu no i don't even i mean if you've gone there i wish you the best but no we don't you don't get massages like it's a rehab's a a hard a difficult place to be in because you're finally uncovering things that like you tried your whole life to cover up. You know what I mean? It's like literally peeling you back. But yeah, it is where I went. um, I think I I can shout it out because I've like promoted stuff for them before. But um, I went to Cumberland Heights in Nashville and they just like, I mean, I also had a really good group of girls. Like, yes, medical when you're um, withdrawing, like it's, it sucks. But I did not meet one rude worker there. Yeah. Like, I did not meet – I met one rude girl. She was mean to me, but it was obvious that she was just jealous.
0: It's like, well, we're all here, all here working on ourselves, so whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I'm glad you're staying. <laughs> I'm leaving, but I'm glad you're staying. Um, But, no, it was just like, yeah, I met – I don't even talk to most of the girls anymore, but it when I do, it's like, oh, you know my soul. Yeah. They're – I mean, I'm, I miss – I texted my friend the other day from rehab and I was like, I miss it so much. Yeah. Like I didn't want to leave rehab.
0: It's just very, it seems like a very open place where you can just chat and like, you don't have the fear of what people are going to think. Cause they're all no. going through shit too.
1: No. And that's how, that's how I like NA is. That's how narcotics anonymous, alcoholics anonymous is too. Like I love that. I love that aspect of it. I mm-hmm. should be going to more meetings, but I, I don't, yeah. um, I stopped when everything went down in December. Um, But it's, it's a place where, yeah, you cannot, you do not get to, someone could come in there and literally say, and you know, I hate to say this, but like I murdered and raped someone and your job as a fellow addict in recovery is to, if they ask you, you can say, you need to turn yourself in. You know what I mean? Um, If that hasn't been figured out yet. And, but you don't get to sit there and judge because we've all done shit. That we would never do sober. Yeah. And that's a hard part to come to realize it because um, it's a hard part to accept because, you know, I have always thought that there's bad people and then there's good people. Mm -hmm. And then I realized like when you get sober, I was like, oh, for a while I was a really bad person. Yeah. Like I really did some fucked up shit and some reckless shit. Like it wasn't like my intentions were always bad. But just I just thinking. didn't care. I just yeah. wasn't thinking, and so it's one of those things um that you can't you can't judge someone else because just because you didn't get to that point yet,
0: yeah, I think too is like creating the right environment, even like outside of rehab like once you uh, get clean and you know if you're not going to the meetings, like the people that you have around you, it mm-hmm. needs to be people that like will call you on your bullshit because like if you're sitting yeah. here sugarcoating like. Well, this is how i did that like you know i i was okay it wasn't as bad like no I, you need someone to call you on your shit and yeah. be here like f- actually supporting you yeah
1: that's that's how they call it uh don't like i won't co-sign your bullshit yeah like if you're trying to rationalize shit that you did to yourself you like that's not it that's not but i think that i've kept a really good self-awareness level like tom my boyfriend he'll like if i like snap at him or something or if i get annoyed with him um which happens a lot but it's in a loving way like we all get a little annoyed like the other day i was like honey it's cold you you want to take your sweatshirt to to work and he was like no it'll be fine and then like i was on my way to a meeting and he was like can you bring me my sweatshirt like you little shit and i, I like, said oh, it my God. <laughs> i was like babe this really wasn't the day for this <laughs> But it's one of those things that he knows that at, at the end of the day or the next morning, I will always say, babe, I'm I'm sorry I got a little like testy yesterday. I'm sorry I was in a bad mood yesterday. Like he knows that I'm self-aware that he doesn't even have to call me on it. He just gives me a second.
0: He's like, she'll do it in a minute. She'll yeah. <laughs> she w-
1: no, he knows that because that's just how I every night, you know, before going to bed, it's like, okay, how can I be better tomorrow?
0: Yeah. Um, and then, so I kind of want to go to is like taking action on these things. Cause that's, mm-hmm. you know, that was a lot of like the internal process and everything, but a bit more of like the steps that you can take. Um, so that removing enablers, like I said, so you've removed alcohol, you've removed drugs, people that weren't really helping you. And how would you say is like the best step that you can take for that? Cause it's hard to wake up one day and be like, all right, I'm going to cut this off. Like it's not a flip the switch on thing yeah
1: it it's um so i actually i tried to really keep my life the same for the first year and i still had the same friends and it was also covid so
0: COVID helped us all be like, I need to take a step back. Yeah.
1: But it was also a way that like I was, we didn't have in-person meetings. So like I couldn't meet like people in recovery in meet. Like I would meet them on Zoom, but be like, this is like hard to really form a relationship with someone. So I was hanging around, you know, old friends um, and their lifestyle. I mean, they just, they, they wanted it. Other things were important to them that just could not be important to me anymore. Like socializing, looking cool, like, stuff like that and and um another big one was making it in the business um in the music business like it kind of got when i got sober it was just like okay my life is about family and friends and music is what i do mm-hmm. to express my emotions and it's what i do because i love it and it's that's ha- that's my form of expression i'm not gonna like be manipulated and suck up to everyone who has a position of power in this town I'm not going to suck up to people I don't like because or don't respect because they are who they are and um I'd say it was like a year after I got sober my ex and I reunited the one who said my bed just can't take another pee (laughs) we reunited and he And now I'm like aware, right? Like I'm aware of the situation and I take things in and I process them and I'm not just reacting to someone. And we were getting close again. We weren't like as a couple or anything, just as friends. And we talked a lot and there was a lot of tears and we wrote a song and and all that good stuff. And then one day we went to Walmart (laughs) and he was like gaslighting the crap out of me. He was just like, oh, you want this? Like I was like, which coffee cup do you think? And he was like, uh oh you want this one then he's like i don't care i don't even know why i'm here oh like shit like yeah like shit like that and like i remember going like well different- then leave well i di- like i didn't because i wanted to like f- i didn't want to react like i wanted to just sit with it for a second and realize what's happening and so i like lost him in walmart like i went into the beauty aisle <laughs> and like just trying to keep myself from crying because like my throat was like bunched up and like i was like fuck like he he this is the feeling that I felt that made me drink even more. Like I was an alcoholic way before him, but like this was like that feeling of like worthlessness and like, he just doesn't want to be here and just feeling like he's making me so insecure and I'm not an insecure person these days. Like, and so we went back to, we were on our way back to my house and um, he was in his truck and he started speeding down the highway and I was like really fast and I was like, can you stop? Like, I don't like this. Like, I don't want to die like this. And he's like, you're not going to die. I'm, like, really good at driving. And I'm like, it was just one of those moments where I'm like, it's not about your driving. Someone else can cut right out in front of you. Yeah. Like, there's other people. You're not in total control.
0: Especially if you're in East Nashville. That's like, where it was. Yeah. It was in East Nashville. And... Uh, <laughs> That's a crazy area.
1: For yeah. And he just kept going and he thought it was funny. He was, like, laughing and I was, like, scared. And we got back to my house and I just sat with him and I was just like, I just... Don't want to be friends with you anymore and I told him that and it was heartbreaking I mean I was of course like crying I was like bawling my eyes out and I was like it's just not fair yeah that you treat me like this like you don't care all of a sudden and he was and he told me he was like it's because I'm scared that like at least he was self-aware when I called him out on it he said I'm scared because I don't want us to get into a relationship again and then you have to go back to rehab or something and I was just like that's not even on my mind right now I'm just enjoying your company. I'm just trying to stay in the moment, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to marry you right now. Like, I don't get... And and so he was like... And I'm like, you're just gaslighting me and making me feel worthless. And it's just like this... just not something that I can deal with right now. Yeah. And that was a year in. And so then um, he left. And like, we have a song together. So I, I'll like, occasionally we'll be in contact. But I haven't been in contact probably like a year now. I haven't talked to him. But... Yeah. um. But... It's just – and then at that time in my life, I kind of was like mourning that relationship and kind of what I hoped, you know, our our reunification or whatever. And uh, I kind of had this moment of like looking around and being like, okay, this person that I loved a year ago, like loved him, like ridiculously. (laughs) When I was drinking, I can't even be around him for an hour now. Who else in my life is like that? Yeah. And so I started doing – you know, looking around me and being like, who do I actually relate to? Who on a heart to heart level do I vibe with?
0: You did like one of those in person Facebook, like, hey, guys, I'm going to be deleting some people. So if you're yeah. still here, no, I, <laughs> no, didn't. you didn't get
1: deleted. <laughs> and I started backing backing off. And, and then I had to go through, like, I kind of just distanced myself a little dissociate, disassociated from some people. And then, I had one that was really tough, but I, I think that he was just so obsessed with this. This is another dude who I was really good friends with. And uh, he was just so obsessed with making it. Yeah. You know, and being friends with whoever could help him make it, even and if they weren't good people. In and it's so and that's the thing is like it is so easy. And I had a few choice words for him. But at the end of the day, I was just like, I I can't be. And this was like. It sounds like it happened like one day and then I was like, get away from me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. This was like a long time coming. And I just said to him, finally, I was like, I I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Because I feel you're making me feel worthless. You're always choosing, you know, it's it's not about friendships with these people, with a lot of these people. It's about getting somewhere. Yeah. And I'm not just going to be like used in the meantime until you get, you know, a famous girl or something. You know, it's just... And so I just, I cut that off and that one was really hard to deal with. But then that's when I started going to NA meetings and it really like helped.
0: Yeah. So um, I talk a lot too about like healthy lifestyle in general. And I Mm -hmm. think a lot of people hear healthy lifestyle and they're like, okay, that's someone who works out every day like a crazy person. And all you eat is like chicken and some rice and some greens and you're just like like the Instagram fitness people yeah but to me it's a lot more it's like yeah I do go to the gym and like I mind what I eat but I also take care of my mindset I have value in pretty much everything that I'm doing I don't ever want to just be spending my days hoping for the best and not being proactive about it so is that something you would agree with like when you hear healthy mindset or healthy mindset sorry healthy lifestyle how do you picture that
1: Yeah, I think what comes to mind first, honestly, is like food because I, there was a time where I was like a big, I was a big girl and, uh, I was just eating so bad, so bad. And, uh, this was when I was still drinking. And then, um, I got on, I don't want to promote any like diet companies, but I got (laughs) on Weight Watchers and it really like- You
0: can't call it that anymore. Why? They took the weight out of the Weight Watchers because it was too offensive. They're WW now.
1: That's what they call it.
0: Yeah, it's WW. WW now.
1: Oh. Okay. Well, I was on <laughs> WW. <laughs> <laughs> and, I think that's the
0: dumbest thing. Sorry. And now,
1: and now I like I still do, it, and I lost like so much weight. And then when I stopped drinking, of course, I lost all that beer weight too. Um. So I don't like still do it. I still don't still do that program, but like I use it as a guide mm-hmm. to like. Because it's so – it's not based on, like, how much you eat at all. Like, you can eat all you want, but do, like – Changed your relationship with food. Yeah, it really did. Like, it's, like, veggies and fruits, have as much as you want. As much as you want. And then like there are points for like, and like chicken, zero points. So you can have as much chicken as you want. Like you can feel full. Yeah. But you're also putting, and you you still get to have like some treats. Like eggs are zero points, but then I'll have it with a little like bagel thin, which is like three points. Yeah. So then that's my breakfast. I had three points. I still have another 20 to go for today. You know what I mean? So it's like, it really just going along with that is like, I'm not too skinny yeah but i'm like normal i think that i'm like it's given me like the pl- i feel like my body is where it's naturally supposed to be at and i still do like like before i came here i was like i don't feel like doing eggs so i just had like a few pringles which is like not what i would say to do but like i live with a boy and so he like always has junk food around mm-hmm. um but still i i do work out every day like i, I run or just walk at least but i yeah. don't do like these i used to do these like crazy workouts with and and I have a natural very muscly tone and um the people that I was working with they kept wanting me to do those muscle competitions and I was like no (laughs) I I literally cannot like I would rather be like no that's just not my I don't want to do that so I stopped doing those like big heavy weight workouts I just wasn't feeling it anymore and started running and it's great because not only like does it help me stay lean? But it also is like my therapy time. Yeah. Like I get to really get in my music and just tap out for a while while I'm running.
0: You are like my inspiration that put my running playlist. It's all Hamilton.
1: Really? Yes. All of a sudden
0: I was like, I I had one of the songs uh, Wait For It came on when Mm -hmm. I was running. Like, all right, I am kind of tired right now. And then I realized on the run, like, Oh, wait, this is like a minute down and a minute up. And then I'm like going at it when it does the chorus. I'm like, okay, dude, who's on to something with the Hamilton. And now my entire playlist is Hamilton. Well, and the,
1: the thing with like soundtracks like that is like you can literally just envision the musical happening. Yeah. So you don't have to like, like, it's very easy. Like you're just running and you don't even realize you're running because you're paying attention to the musical.
0: Like I did. I kind of acted out a part of it. I like ran and then at the wait for it, I was like, yeah, oh there's cars watching me. no fuck <laughs> oh my
1: gosh dude I have conversations with myself all the time like not actually but like, I did, yeah. in my head and I'll start moving like if I'm having a conversation with someone and I put up my hands like my hands will start going up yeah. as I'm running and like there's other people in the park and I'm like oh my god I totally didn't even realize that I was just doing that I do I, like acted out too. oh and then my god
0: people pull up next to me and I'm like stop it stop oh it, stop it. <laughs> in the car
1: I just talk to myself all the time Thomas thinks I'm so weird but I do I'm just like I'll have fake arguments I talk in the car it out, man dude and then if someone's driving by and like i could tell that they're looking at me i just pretend that like my phone's there yeah that i'm talking on speakerphone i do that too (laughs) i literally the other day i pulled into a parking lot and someone was looking at me and i was talking to myself and so then i literally said i said okay bye And went and (laughs) pretended to click off my phone. And I'm not even kidding. I did that.
0: It's ridiculous. I've had people catch me and I like make eye contact with them and I'm like, oh, fuck. And then I like look at my navigation where my phone pops up Mm because like, even though no one's there, for some reason, you're always looking at that spot Mm -hmm. and like, Just pretend that you're talking on the phone. They'll be like, oh, yeah, she's just got Bluetooth on. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm actually just fucking crazy, but I got to get it out.
1: But when I see other people doing it, I'm like, that crazy bitch is talking to herself. (laughs) I know. I do,
0: too. (laughs) She's tried so hard
1: to convince me otherwise. But no. Yeah. (laughs) I love I'm poor Thomas. He's watched it so many times um always but and like the other day he was at work and someone started playing it and he was like oh my like, god fuck, I can't escape I can't it get away from Hamilton
0: <laughs> whenever I work I have to I cannot be someone working in like a quiet area and like I don't like music coming from my computer because I'm typically editing this or I'm doing something like on my computer I just don't want it that in front of my face mm-hmm. so I'll have the tv that's behind you like Maybe on 10. Like, you can barely hear it, but it's there. And it's always Hamilton mm-hmm. or In the Heights or, like, a movie I've seen to where if I were closing my eyes the whole time but listening, I know exactly what's happening. Right. I just need something. Yeah. I do the same thing. My uncle, he used to give my mom shit because he was like, your daughter's pulling one over on you. She said she can watch TV and do her homework. That's a lie. I'd <laughs> Get my homework done perfectly every time sitting there watching TV. But yeah. I wasn't watching. It was just there
1: i can't do it with music i can do it with like with like tv and like especially if it's something like funny or sitcomy but i can't do like i tried to do it with american horror story the other day i couldn't i got too invested even though i'd already seen it like i got too invested in it for some reason and then and then like music sometimes i'll hear a line in music and then i'll be like oh that's a good song ah yeah that's like that would be a whole nother if oh man they could have totally connected that and they didn't maybe i can do a song where like that premise is connect, you know, because when you hear a song, your brain then like spans out into yeah. a million different webs of what it reminded you of or what you thought they said and they didn't say or yeah. what they said and where a comparison could have been made, you know, just stuff like that. So my brain is just going too much for me to do that. But like I could put on a show I don't like, like I could put on like Friends or something. <laughs> what and- <laughs> the
0: fuck? <laughs> I don't I like was literally Friends. just going to say like if it's not a musical, it's Friends because I <sighs> love Friends and I always want it on. What?
1: I- I think it is so not funny. I love Jennifer Aniston. I know
0: you have a sense of humor, so I'm not understanding how those words came out of your
1: mouth. I don't know why I just They're never so funny. I love I mean I love Jennifer Aniston. I I look at her like a mother figure. <laughs> 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 no, I so, just I mean, don't, She is amazing. I
0: think it's just I think it's just too goofy. I love it. I love no. it. And I can rewatch it over and over and I'm still laughing. I still find it funny even though I know what line is coming. Like, just hit really? me
1: with it. <laughs> no, see, I like The Office like that. Oh,
0: I love The Fucking Office. Yeah, I love it. He'll always Parkour. <laughs> Oh, God.
1: That's so, so funny. It's, it's funny the- too.
0: Uh, the more that I've started doing this, like, like, uh, launching the blog and then launching this as well, uh, I've noticed I've gotten more creative. And I always used to be. It was like what the fuck? Am I just getting old and boring? Yeah. It's like, no, I wasn't doing anything that authentically I gave a shit about. I was just like, I need to pay bills. I need to yeah. do whatever it takes. And then I slowly lost myself.
1: Yeah. So no, like, it comes back so easily. It's so true. I mean, like I didn't dance for a long time. Um, and then when I started dancing again, I was like, oh, like, like, I was just like, oh, I'm just never going to be able to dance again. I'm just like an adult now, like an old adult. And then like, I started dancing again and I'm like, oh my God, I feel so good. Like I'm back to myself again.
0: Apparently waiting for creativity to spark. I just, I was in charge of sparking it. Yeah. Which was it's annoying. i like, man, I don't like it when it's, it's all true.
1: my fault. And now I haven't danced in a long time again, but I know that I can get back in it. You know, there's going to come a point where I can't, but, uh. Yeah, I'm excited to live in the city so that I can take more dance classes.
0: I can see you as being like in the city. Good space for you.
1: Most people when they met, like most people when I told them I'm moving back, they're like, we always saw you in the city.
0: I think there's a lot more to do there as well. A lot more, like I said, creative outlets there. And then here... Yes, there's. It's a music town, but it's just so centered around drinking here. Yeah, and it's become a huge popularity contest. Well, like
1: it so is, and it's also like just a lack of. Can I say that? New. I'll say this: New York City has so much culture. Yeah. And diversity, and and it's just like every every day is a new thing. Yeah. You know the there are constants to every day, like the rats in the subway and stuff <laughs> like that. But like every day, you get to like i didn't i genuinely like growing up outside of the city i was like i don't like new york like i don't want to live in new york it's too much for me Mm -hmm. and then as i'm an adult and i've spent seven years in nashville and i love nashville don't get me wrong i'm gonna cry so hard when we leave (laughs) but now i go to new york and i'm like holy crap this is so stimulating like because when i was younger it was nothing stimulated me except for drinking yeah and partying and being cool. So it was like that Nashville was my, was my bread and butter. And then when I got sober, I need other things like creativity and the arts and people of different cultures coming together. And, oh, look at the rat on the subway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that stuff is really interesting to me.
0: Plus I feel like in New York, the attitude of like, I'm not going to give a fuck about what you think. I'm just going to live my life and appreciate myself. It's here they'd be like, wow, she's stuck up. And then everyone in New York would be like, a down bitch she's just she know what she yeah. wants man i've
1: definitely i've definitely talked to people here before and like just being having a conversation and they're like why are you mad at me and i'm like i'm not mad at I'm you not. i'm just talking and they're <laughs> like what
0: <laughs> like where did you get that from I'm so confused how you got to me being angry. Yeah.
1: I'm like, this is just how we talk. We're very passionate Italian Americans. Like, it's just, I don't know. And so I'm excited. Like, it's been good for me because I've realized, like, okay, I can't talk to a new person the way that I would in New York City. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, being over the top or like very, like, like, that girl's aggressive. Very, yeah, (laughs) aggressive. But, but in New York, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm excited to like unlearn some of that stuff. Yeah. I was shooting with, uh, it was really fun. I did this horror film that should be coming out next year um, with a bunch of guys from New York. And they, uh, we- I hope you get an accent so we bad. We filmed in Staten <laughs> Island. Uh, and uh, And they were so, I mean, their accents were so thick. I was joking with them and I said, you guys sound like you're doing an impersonation of the New York <laughs> accent because it's so, so intense. That but like funny. there was one day where someone was talking outside when we were trying to shoot and we're shooting audio and getting audio and so the director's like hey what the fuck you know what I mean like (laughs) he's just going off on this guy who's his like best friend yeah and he comes back in and uh and he was like sorry about that sorry about that and I was just like no I get it but but then the the camera guy told him there he was like you gotta like not do that because like that's not you know in a professional atmosphere like there are people here who might not understand that you know like the other actors british i they don't know what i understand i'm from nashville like as far as they know dry sense of humor yeah and so and so he told me he was like i'm really sorry i'm really sorry about that (laughs) and i was like no honestly i i i get it like i it is not i i had that same exact realization when i moved to nashville that like that's just not understood yeah there But I I didn't take it like personally or anything. He wasn't yelling at me anyways. But I mean, I didn't take it like, this director's out of his mind. I'm like, yeah, this director's from New York. What can you do?
0: Uh, Well, I will kind of wrap this up with us. And uh, I would love it if you could tell people where we can find you, because I know you also have some extra handles that you've created. So like you have your musician page and your film page, right?
1: Yeah, I'll just do the I'll just promote the musician because that's really what I post on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's Juju Rossi Music. So J-U-J-U-R-O-S-S-I Music. And it's um I, we're going to be releasing under um a band name pretty soon releasing some music but i'll obviously just link that when we, we don't have a name yet
0: <laughs> and that'll be you and thomas
1: that'll be me and my boyfriend yeah thomas yeah he's so good i'm so excited
0: i i've never heard him so i'm excited he's to say, so especially good. if You're over here showering him with praise. Like, you don't just say it because someone's close to you. Like, they're actually good. (laughs) No, they're
1: actually... When I first met him through someone, through the girl who we were talking about
0: earlier, um, she was like, he's
1: really good at guitar. And I, like, in my head, I was like, he's probably not good at guitar. And apparently she told him that I'm good at singing. And he said, (laughs) I bet she's not that good at singing. And then we both were, like, pleasantly surprised that we both... Oh, you don't suck. ...are legit musicians. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm excited for him. To to, I'm excited for him because he's spent so much of his life in active addiction that he hasn't used these tools yet. Like these he's he's a He I genuinely think he's a genius. He could do anything he wants to He's one of those people. It's like, yeah. God, you're good at this too. You suck, and um, and you're good looking. Like, that and fuck? you're good looking. And you're sweet, and like not a bad person. Like, like you're you have a, a great. Per- Just one. There's got to be a catch somewhere. I think it's that he talks a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i mean that's like not what other men do so that's also kind of like an upside yeah that's like like the
1: best problem to have it's
0: like what's Uh, the worst thing about your guy he's really good at communication god he's so good at communication
1: (laughs) <laughs> we said downside oh my god no he's the sweetest thing but i'm ex- i'm i'm excited for me obviously because i really we're gonna do more alternative music not country mm-hmm. so i'm really excited to get kind of more to what i think my soul is um and saying things that i really wanted to say that i couldn't say doing pop country um but also for him because i think that he's just so freaking talented and he finally gets to like show
0: off a little bit Aww. yeah yeah well, I'm excited for that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but uh, I want to thank you very much for coming in and uh, giving me your time. Thanks for <laughs> having I, me. I know I didn't have Mexican food or a Diet Coke. I fucked up. Yeah. But. <laughs> Ugh, I'm never coming
1: here again.
0: <laughs> I still have some uh, Hershey's Kisses, though. You so. do? Yeah. Oh, <gasps> yeah
1: i'll take one for the road i'm
0: gonna have to give you like a few so you don't eat them all. i'll take a handful <laughs> on the road <laughs> don't trust juju with your uh hershey's Kisses, your guy. sweets any sweets no. honestly if they're there just like give her a little handful not a bowl
1: <laughs> yeah don't don't just give it to me in little portions because i will eat everything that's
0: there that's okay we still love you <laughs> well thank you very much thanks and for having me you. of course